subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, we're playing a pretty nice golf course in Charleston next weekend, so I'm trying to play three or four times so I don't look like a complete dunks next weekend. It's one thing to play like an easy public course, but if you're going to play a decent course next week, I don't, I don't want to look horrible. Any any advice these next couple days? Take two weeks off and then quit, Ty. Yeah. That, would, uh, that would be my advice. Two yeah. weeks off and then quit? Take two weeks off and then quit. That's not, that, would, uh, that would be my advice that's to not you. The, that's not the fall camp day advice that I was... I was hoping you were going to get me jacked up like Pittman did with the guys no, yesterday. You're a grown man. You're a grown man. You don't need to be motivated. I will say this, and I've experienced this myself. When you're not a great golfer... You think if you go out and play repeatedly that you're getting better, but you're really not because you're doing the same bad things every single time and it's only getting worse. So seriously, if you think you're going to play three or four times a week and then go out there and kill it, probably not going to happen. You're grooving bad habits. You're, uh, that's exactly right. Sometimes, sometimes, if you take a week or ten days off, you play better. Yes. And then the second or third time you play worse because you get back into your bad habits. Right. That's so it, what it, really when you should go to the driving range ties after a good round. Okay. If you've hit the ball well, go groove that swing. Get into it. Okay. I'll uh I'll try and heed that advice. If I play well today or pay play well on he's, Sunday, I'll go to the driving range. Yeah, he's gonna heed well, my advice. In that I mean that's the that's the thing to do. I don't listen to a lot of what you guys say except when it comes to golf. That's actually more, that's so. actually advice that I'll take. Well You know, that's interesting, Ty. I seldom listen to what you say either. <laughs> so uh I guess we've got that in common. We found common ground here yeah, on the morning. We've rush. got that in common. <laughs> Finally works. I will say I was talking to a coworker. I haven't heated I hey, Chuck, I haven't heated tight why are y'all no. hugging, up, why are y'all hugging <laughs> up on that that's the correct use of that word right oh, I, and that's the well, it's just so rare yes it's so rare i mean you used it in context right. the whole deal <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it was properly applied the whole yeah. thing it just kind of blew us away i read it a just, book it just does feel a little old testament here on a friday morning to the, use the word heed you know oh. at six thirty-three. i read a so. book before i went to bed last night so i'm not saying i'm oh. getting smarter but i'm Caught not getting up for dumber. the year i hear just uh just i actually read before i went to bed well we were talking to a I was talking to a coworker about this yesterday. You guys might have played with Nolan before. Nolan was out there yesterday. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, basketball team had a golf event up in here in northwest Arkansas at Shadow Valley and Nolan was out there along with a couple other guys, Isaiah Joe, Dusty Hannis, the rest of the basketball team. Um, and Tommy Lance, who's our coworker, was telling me that Nolan his, is his favorite player he's ever played with. Nolan was encouraging him. He was telling him, uh, hey, you can do this, you can do that. Some guys you go out with are just kind of there. But he said that's like the funnest round of golf, or that's a, not a word, the most fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much it. for the heat. <laughs> well, we yeah. made it 90 more well, seconds. Okay. <laughs> well, we go from heat to funnest. The most fun. I corrected myself. The most fun round of golf that he's ever had. Have you guys ever gotten to play with Coach before? 
My I brother has. No, I have I not. Have. I have not. My brother's played several rounds. Him and Nolan have. I wouldn't call it a friendship, but they they know each other. And they they've played golf in a couple They're of golf these kind of events. Yeah, I mean they played a few times. And uh, yeah, Nolan was out there yesterday. Uh, I've talked to someone that played in that event, and uh, it was a kind of an exclusive deal. And my understanding is it was a fundraiser for for the basketball team's NIL fund. So uh, I think they put a few bones uh, away yesterday to. To help the cause, to 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 heed the cause, there, Ty. Yo, let's, so, let's use heed a hundred times. Oh, we're gonna. Hey, trust me. Me and Chuck are, are, are searching ways to use the word heed this morning. Just work it, work it into the conversation. Well, outside of golf and the event yesterday, you do have fall camp kicking off as of this morning. The guys will be on the field in about five minutes from now. Media is going to get a chance to watch it for about fifteen minutes. We'll hear from Coach a little later on this morning as well. He said some, I, I thought, some interesting things. We played some of them earlier this week, but there's a few more I want to get into as well. He was talking about the linebacker situation. And, Tommy, I know I've heard this come out of your mouth once or twice, that Arkansas, maybe one, maybe two guys, they your quality linebacker, but the depth's not usually there. He talked about, again, the depth yesterday that they have on his team at that position. Linebacker was certainly something because we haven't really had anybody play a lot of reps there. After spring ball, I felt like with Jaheim coming in, I feel like we could have two rotations there. He's talking about Jaheim Thomas, who he watched firsthand in Cincinnati when they were here in Fayetteville, first game of the season. He elaborated on the transfer. Long can run. Obviously, we played against him last year, saw him on tape. Athletic. We like him. I think he's a good player for us. You know, obviously, he played a lot of ball for Cincinnati, so we saw that there, and we saw exactly what we thought we would on tape. I think Paul, Chris Poupal, is a second or third team All-SEC guy. Chuck, I've heard you talk about Jordan Crook. Um, you bring in Greer, who a guy that Travis Williams was recruiting to UCF from USF. He comes to Fayetteville. And then Thomas, who we're just talking about. I mean, if you have a rotation of four linebackers, I, I, I think you're pretty happy if you're Sam Pittman and Travis Williams. Well, they're going to play a 4 2 5 so, you know, generally speaking, you're going to have two linebackers on the field. If you've got four that are good and you can stay healthy, you've got a chance to be okay at that spot. And um, I think all those guys can run. They've got a certain amount of size to them. There's a prototype, it looks like, uh, you know, that uh, they want out of their linebackers physically I'm talking about. A lot of these guys resemble one another in that respect. I mean, similar height, similar weight. Similar speed. Uh, yeah, I think that's um, – look, you got to be good there. And I think they've got some guys who could be. But most of the time, you're going to have two linebackers on the field. So, again, if you've got four good ones you can rotate and nobody gets hurt, you know, you've, you've, you've got a chance to be okay. Well, think about last year. So, bumper pool last season, I don't think we truly understood how – unhealthy he was. I mean, that guy was gutting it out for the majority of the year and what he was having to deal with off the field and, of course, on the field as well. You mentioned the health status. I mean, bringing in the the two guys that you're excited about, both were starters, again, in South Florida and then also in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, Thomas had 70 tackles and two sacks last year, had seven tackles against Arkansas. You didn't bring in two guys that haven't played college football. These are grown men that have played college football before. Well, you, and, you know, he's talked about that, how he wants people that have played. And that's what you look for in the transfer portal. And, that's, uh, you know, that's that's what they've got here. You know, Bumper's body was broken down. It was just broken down by the end. And um, I, th- I think that you'll see um, 
I think you'll see a good group this year. I'm I'm, I'm excited to watch them play. I mean, I, you know, we talk about it until we're blue in the face, but <clears throat> it's it, it's still going to come down to four or five plays on both sides of the ball, and you know, defense is part of that. Yeah. Go ahead, Tommy. I just say, you know, the discussion of linebacker depth is nothing new. They were having that before sports rap first aired. <laughs> you know, the depth at linebackers seems like has been an issue. I don't know how many years. There's been very few years where you thought, hey, we're, we're pretty deep at linebacker. And I, you mentioned the the, the the defensive formation, Chuck. I think that helps it. I think that's part of it. And then you got to have versatile guys because, as uh, as we talk about often, those guys are going to walk up to the line of scrimmage. They're going to fill a gap. They're going to disguise. They're going to do a lot of things. you got to be a somewhat of a Swiss Army knife to play that spot, I think, right now at Arkansas and in this league. Well, you got to cover. you got to be able to play the run yeah. and the pass. That's for sure. sure. You've, uh, you, you know, and, and you got to be able to go sideline to sideline, and you got to do it quick. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's that combination of size and speed. You've got to have both at that position. I think, so again, for Poopal Jr., he's not the level of Harold Perkins. He's not Dallas Turner. But he's a kid that, one, you love listening to, and two, that you saw glimpses last season making plays. And I, I just like what he provides to that defense. And he's, a again, a young man out of, I think it's Cordell, Georgia. It's a three-star kid. But, I mean, that shows the benefit. You, you're you potentially having an all-SEC guy that you plucked out of Georgia. Pittman has gone in there, it seems like, more often than you've had a lot of other coaches do. Georgia, Florida, that kind of realm down there a three-star kid in certain places is more like a four-star when you get into campus they pan out i think we need to be careful when we start talking about tossing around terms like all sec player and things like that there are a lot of good linebackers in our league arkansas can be good at linebacker you can win at linebacker without having a first team all-conference player um Pooh paul's good player and he may be an all-conference guy as we move forward but you know, um, he's going to have a chance this year to really show what he's made of, really show what he's all about, and some of the other guys are too. There's a lot of good linebackers in this league. This is linebacker league in many respects, and it always has been. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be all conference or not, but I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to help the Razorbacks. And I think with, again, Travis Williams coming in, having the background as a player at linebacker, coaching the linebackers, not only as a position coach formally, but now kind of taking over that role as D.C. or whatever, you could even see in addition. It's not like you've had bad linebackers last couple of years. I mean, Drew Sanders, we know what he was, Bumper Pool, Hayden Henry, Grant Morgan and stuff as leaders. But you could even have, again, a... I don't know if it's going to happen this year necessarily and you're one over Williams, but hopefully you'll see, again, a continuous rise there because of Williams' background at that position. Well, you know, it, it, it certainly helps. I mean, I don't, I don't, it doesn't hurt that he was a linebacker. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the end-all, be-all. Um, lots of guys play different spots, and you can, you can play one position and coach another. It happens all the time. Um, but it certainly doesn't hurt, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see some of the reactions from from what we see today. We, we maybe we can catch up with somebody, Ty, that Tom or somebody that's over there, and what little bit they get to see today. I, I, I always guard myself on what what you read these first few practices because outside of attendance, Chuck, I think we can get carried away sometime on how good someone looks or how fast someone looks when all you got on is a helmet and some shorts. Well, you know, you got to know what you're watching. You know, that's the first thing when it comes to practice. i got to be honest. You know, when people talk about it's not open, we can't go watch, you got to know what you're watching. Uh, sometimes you can get fooled when you, uh, when you watch a practice. And, and some, now sometimes 
you can watch it, and if you know what you're watching, um, you can figure out what's going on. But lots of times, just 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 very frankly, I mean, um, a lot of what we hear about in practice is what you know the little you know small amount of time media people see. And I'm not knocking anyone, but I I do question: Are they there to figure things out in practice or get a good sound bite when it's over? Well, if they I do don't that- know the answer to that. If they knew, uh, if they knew as much as some some of us wish we knew, we, we'd be coaching instead of uh, covering the practice. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what you want me to add there. Uh, to be frankly honest, I mean, I could watch fifteen twenty minutes of practice, think I learned something, and uh, in reality, when it's just like you're saying, shoulders and uh, or, well, sorry. you got to play the games. Yeah. You got to play the games. And 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 look, I, I mean, practice is important. I, obviously, it's important. And you've got to, you know, I mean, you got to be good on those yeah. days too. All of them do. But they're going to start playing games. Yeah. And everything that we talk about in this month, let's just be candid, everything we talk about this month, if we were right about something, we'll revert back to it. If we were wrong, we'll never mention it again. And the truth of the matter is a lot of the things we say in August, we're just guessing. Yeah. And so is everybody else. That, that was my only point. Don't overreact to anything you yeah. see on social media or reading a paper or whatever this weekend because uh, until you get a little further in the process, I don't think it carries a lot of weight. That's the only thing I'm trying we're to We're going to find out on September 23rd in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's when we're going to yeah. find out. Now, we'll find out a little bit more, obviously, in the first three weeks, and I'm not belittling those opponents and saying those are just layups because they're not. But I think, you know, rubber's going to meet the road down there. That's when the conference starts, and that's when you find out what you're made of. Completely different setup than last season, your opening schedule. Because, I mean, you look at what you had last year. You had a former college football playoff team in Cincinnati. Then you go to the the next game where you played an SEC team, South Carolina, at one point the highest-rated high school quarterback to come out of his class, Spencer Rattler. He's still got a ways to go. And then you went to Bobby Petrino. This year, again, not layups by any stretch of the imagination, but you're a 34.5-point favorite against Western Carolina. No one knows a single player on the Kent State Golden Flashes. And then third game, yes, you beat BYU pretty decent in Provo last year. They'll probably come in with an idea, hey, we want to beat this SEC team and put us on the map. But it's definitely an easier schedule in the first three games. But then it ramps up, as you said, week four. Well, I mean, you've got three games at home to start the season, and then you don't play at home for a month, and then you play four or five at home to wrap it up. So, you know, there's uh, there's an ebb and a flow to every season. There are seasons within the season, so to speak. And, you know, Arkansas is going to have that, that, that stretch where they don't play at home, and hopefully they've played well at home and gotten some wins, and you can find a way to survive all that and then have four or five at home. But... Um, you know, some years the schedule plays out seemingly in your favor, um, and then you're not any good, so it doesn't matter. And some years you look at the schedule and it seems like there's no way we can survive, and you turn out to be a good team, and it doesn't seem so daunting anymore. So it's different, that's for sure. But I, I just think that, you know, when you look at this team, the way the schedule's set up, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know how good these teams are. Just because we don't know players on Kent State doesn't mean they're not decent. Um, so I mean, you know, you got to go play, you get better, and then you go down there to Baton Rouge. But um, it's it, it's going to be an interesting schedule, that's for sure. Different than what we've seen in the last few years. 
saw a picture yesterday of Frank Broyles, Roy Kramer, and I think it was uh, Chancellor Ferreter as well that were again signing the agreement for Arkansas to come to the SEC. Thank God that happened. I don't know where Arkansas would be right now. Frank Broyles said on these airwaves years ago that they were not going to be invited to the Big 12. Maybe at some while, some way, would have made it to that point. Tommy, you made the point earlier. There's still a lot left meat on the bone when it comes to this conference alignment discussion. So grab that turkey leg because Arizona might be headed to the Big 12. The Big 12 executives met yesterday and are in the process, again, to approve the application of Arizona as the 14th member of the Big 12 conference, which, again, Pac-12 is already dead, but this is just a nail in the coffin, it looks like, potentially. And I don't know that it's that open and shut. I was listening to uh, Dan Wetzel. I have a conversation with Paul Feinbaum uh, yesterday, and uh, it, it sounds like Arizona and Arizona State, and the belief of some, may be more of a package deal. Their board of regents, as the, the way I understand, is the same board of regents for both schools. So there's some belief that if they're going to go, they're going to go together to whatever league, and then that puts Utah probably more in play. Um, it looks like the Big Ten has moved on from Florida State and Clemson and that thought because their their grant of rights fees to of $120 million to exit the ACC is it's just more than anyone's going to probably uh, stomach to, to get out of the ACC situation. And now Washington and Oregon probably are more prime targets for the Big Ten. So I don't know what's going to happen. These are the discussions, and I, you know, some of this gets fluffed up by the media and the reports, Chuck, but it uh, looks to me like the thoughts of Florida State and Clemson, and I never thought it happened anyway because of that $120 million. Uh, the idea of them going to the Big Ten, I think, is pretty well dead at this point. Yeah, and I don't think they were ever really going to go anyway. I, 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 I never bought into that. Um, look, if, if and when the SEC decides they want Florida State and or Clemson, this exit fee is not going to matter anymore. All that stuff can be taken care of. If they decide they want them, they'll have them. Um, I don't think they've decided they wanted them yet. Um, there's a lot more to come. We focus on the Big 12, and there's schools out there that are, boy, they're looking to find a landing spot. And you may end up with a fourth conference of all the schools that didn't. I don't know. Um, I do know this. We act as though when schools move conferences that the financial ledger is the scoreboard i was listening to a podcast the other day i thought it was interesting i i was right i was driving and i couldn't write it all down if i could have stopped i would have i believe i'm right in this of all the power five schools that have changed conferences less than five have improved their one loss record as a conference member Generally speaking, when you move for the money, just for the money, your wins and losses don't add up the way you want them to. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can look at some of the teams that have moved into different conferences. Hey, we were one of them. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, Other schools were too. They moved into different conferences, bigger conferences, better conferences, made more money. Teams from their conferences won national championships. Um, and they, you know, were able to pay people a wage they were never able to pay them before, hire a bunch of folks, you know, really, you know, run a big-time program, but yet they just kept losing. And um, I hope when all this settles that there is a competitive balance in college football because the financial ledger is not the scoreboard. 
if you're making $50,000 a year and your favorite football team switches conferences and they're making $50 million, you're still making 50000 It doesn't affect your life right. one iota. It just costs more to go to the games. And so I think sometimes we get caught up in all that, that we think, well, we're making this much money or they're making this much money, so they're winning. Well, not really. They're not winning on the field. And that's what I hope when all this settles is there is a competitive balance. Fan bases have chances to watch their teams win. We don't get into a situation like we do in pro sports where there are certain franchises that every year when the season starts, they know they're not going to be there at the end. There's just no hope to sell. And I hope we don't get to that in college football. That, to me, is the double-edged sword in all this conference realignment. You may be setting yourself up financially, but you're not going to win anymore. I think to his point, this has been said uh, in a couple by a couple different people. Nebraska again was a team at one point that was one of the more dominant programs in college football. They were one of the teams that have also switched conferences, and it was after that but they still have had a lack of success relative to where they were a lot of people have made the case that Oklahoma is that next program that Titan that behemoth that team that was once a juggernaut a team that was always in the realm of the college football playoff championship or whatever and when they move to the SEC when they get to big dog country that's going to fall flat on their face well, the money may be there the track record is there but it dissipates and it goes away now I don't know if that's going to happen but that comparison has been made about the Sooners more than it has the Longhorns when it comes. I've to not heard that, but 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 you know you could you could certainly draw that comparison. I'm not talking about just the behemoths, like you say. I'm I'm talking about everybody. Um, schools like like Oklahoma and Texas get courted. They get courted. There are a lot of schools out there right now that are just looking for a place to land. The music's fixing to stop, and they got to find a chair. And uh, that's where they are. And it's not about, for them, you know, one behemoth program becoming less behemoth. Um, For them, it's a whole different deal. During the summer months, I know many of you are active, going to the lake, going to the beach. And if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and look better on these occasions, then I've got just the meal kit for you. It's Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And you can get... 50% off your order right now using the code HTL50. Just go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're going to save trips to the grocery store. Your meals are going to be ready in about two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Plus, they have over 34 weekly restaurant options like bruschetta shrimp risotto and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie options. Don't forget about breakfast and start your day right with Factor. Take 50% off right now. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. That's factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. 
come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So the guys are out there this morning right now at fall camp. And you look at what we have in front of us. 29 days out again. We're getting closer and closer. Fewer and fewer weekends to play golf and get ready for football season. You're not getting ready to play in Fayetteville. You're not getting ready for college football playoff former opponent, but you are getting ready for your first game of the season. When asked about that, Coach was talking about, hey, we can't prepare any differently. We still got our first game ahead. Well, I don't think so. I hope not. You know, we're trying to approach camp on us and us getting better. We still have a lot of new faces, and that's not only on the kids, but the coaching staff. Most of our guys obviously went through spring ball with our new staff, but we still have quite a few that we've got to figure out if they're going to help us or not this year too. But our deal is is that, in all honesty, we didn't play well against the teams that we were favored to beat. So we lost that chip at times. So we have to coach that way. We have to feel that way and all those things. So we just got to get back to old Arkansas football. He's talking about Missouri State talking about maybe another team or two in there at this point. And the truth is you can't get your football team jacked up to play Western Carolina as much as you did in Fayetteville to play Cincinnati. It is physically impossible. But what you can do is, again, get your coaching staff ready. It feels like they have to prove themselves as a bunch of newcomers. you got new D.C., new O.C., a bunch of guys on defense. You've got new players that have never played in a Razorback uniform that are trying to prove themselves as well. And, again, you've got the guys that were on the team last year that felt like last season, not necessarily a failure, but wasn't as good as they should have been. The thing you have to remember right now is today you're not getting ready to play Western Carolina. You're getting ready to play football season. As fans, we focus, and and we've talked about Western Carolina and Kent State and BYU already this morning. You focus on the games. That'll come around here in a couple weeks. That's not what they're focusing on right now. We may be because it's our first chance to watch a game. But um, they're focused right now on the season as a whole and preparing their team. And that's what the next couple of weeks are going to be about. And then they'll begin to shift gears. It's not like they got a month to get ready for Western Carolina. I mean, a sen- you know, in a sense, they do. But they're not preparing for Western Carolina today. Um, now, you know, they will be. But... They're looking at it in totality right now. I mean, it's the first day of fall practice. They're not they're not zeroed in on Western Carolina yet. You know what? I think they're zeroed in on trying to put the initial steps in to be ready for a for a scrimmage next Saturday. You know, because that's that's the big evaluations in these camps is how you do on Saturdays and seeing a little bit of ones on ones and and how things go when they prepare for that. So I think it you know these next few days is about the initial steps, the very first steps of getting ready for next weekend. Well, I mean most people when they watch a scrimmage and yeah, the scrimmage is going to be important. But um, you know, we're going to pay attention or we're going to want to know. Yeah, what KJ do? Yeah. What this guy do? 
What were Rockets' numbers? Scrimmages, particularly that first one, a lot of that's about who's going to get to scrimmage the second time. Um, you've got battles. You've got position battles. We focus on the starters, and that's understandable. But you've got guys over the next couple of weeks that are going to determine whether or not they're going to play, period, this year. And we don't call their names or talk about them every day, but there's a whole bunch of them. And that's what the next two weeks for these guys are about, and that's what that scrimmage is about. If you want to jump in with us on the McLarty-Daniel hotline, feel free to do so. Again, it is 877-377-6963. So a lot of those guys you're talking about, that positions either, again, in the backup role, which I think a lot of starters have been solidified at this point, but the backup role, they know that they have a chance to play this year. It's not just you'll see starters. You're not just going to see 11 guys on offense. You're not just going to see 11 guys on defense. You're going to see a rotation. And it's not just they have to prove it in these next couple weeks but i mean you've had to do it in spring you have to do it this is a chance though to get to elevate yourself before that opening game coming up i think it's what chuck just said i mean there's a lot of battles for the two and three spot you will be third and probably only get to play in situations where injuries involved or do you want to be someone that's relied upon you may not be the starter but we talked about offensive line earlier and coach brought this up last week because you know the backup at center is a big deal and they've got to be able to trust that hey if they go with if they go with uh, somebody at center and, and as a backup they don't have to make two moves due to one injury and they know i mean they're preparing because they know injuries are going to happen so those are the little things we don't focus on that make the difference in winning nine games versus eight. I mean, forget about talking about 10 or 12 or a division. You're, you know, you're trying to get this program back to where it was a couple of years ago. He talked about that two days ago. we got to get back to where we were the year before. And um, I think there will be a lot of emphasis based on just the, 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 the actions they've taken this summer on what happens in these next few weeks at the line of scrimmage and line play. And I think there will be a – Pretty good, noticeable focus. I would, I suspect, Chuck, on when you go if you get to watch much practice. Oh, I think you know they're going to uh, they're going to do what they always do in preseason practice, and what all teams are doing in preseason practice. We can, I mean, we're overanalyzing this. They're going to get out there and they're going to uh, they're going to go through what teams go through, and it's going to be tough. And everybody's going to be paying attention this weekend. We'll pay some attention next weekend when the scrimmage rolls around. We won't pay much attention during the week next week. We'll act like we are, but we'll be waiting for that scrimmage. And so will everybody else. And and then you're going to hit a period there where, hey, there, you know, everybody's ready for a game, but you're not there yet. And so you're going to have a week, 10 days, where there's kind of a lull. And then you're going to get into game week, and everybody's going to refocus. And we do this every August. And, 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 and there's new stuff to talk about every year, and that's what makes college football fun. But in, in terms of the overall picture, um, yeah, they you know they want to be more physical. They want to set a tone. They want to do all those types th- uh, types of things. But in terms of what you do to get ready, um, you know they're going to do similar things what all teams do these first couple of weeks. Kind of cu- uh, chuckled yesterday, or excuse me, on Wednesday when Sam Pittman was talking about KJ getting pushed by Jacoby Criswell, and I, again, he's not not insinuating that Jacoby's going to win the job or anything, but. At this point in time, he talked about KJ being a leader, talked about him having fun. It's what we kind of played in our Nicole Open at this point. KJ's got to push himself as well. This is a season he's talked about several times in the offseason that he wanted to come back for a reason. And it's not just for his professional ap- aspirations, but 
getting the team to a certain point. Listen, you've got some deficiencies on this football team compared to other top dog SEC programs. If you are going to have a successful season in 2023, like you potentially did in 2021, or even better in that year, then he's got to be an elite quarterback. And he's been good. Last year, he got even better, but it was kind of disguised, and it was you didn't see it as much because he was injured for one game, and you didn't see him in two other games. He has got to take even a next step forward if Arkansas is going to get back to that point based on what you have compared to other football teams. Well, Ty, he's got to take a step forward, and so does everybody else. I mean, when you're 6-6, six and six, you've, you've, you've got to take a collective foot forward. I mean, he's your leader. Um, now, the one thing that I will say about Criswell being in practice, um, just because somebody's not pushing you to take your job doesn't mean they're not pushing you to be a better player. And I do think that someone like Criswell, just having a capable backup, um, someone who's been in that quarterback room, who reads defenses, someone who watches video the same way you do, maybe he sees something you don't see. Maybe in just a conversation that you have as you, as you, uh, as you watch video and do all the things quarterbacks do when we're not watching them, um, you know, maybe something's picked up there. Maybe he makes him better. It doesn't mean he's going to take his job. But it means it makes him better. Yeah. Now, just to you know, we've talked about the team and you know a couple of different things here. But I, I wonder about this season for Sam Pittman. And, and hear me out. I, I think we'd all agree he's acted with some sense of urgency. He's made pretty pretty dramatic staff changes. Some of his at his choice. Some that with Barry Odom leaving, he's done plenty of it in the portal to bring guys in. He he, he has made statements himself. He knows six and six last year. Is not acceptable. We know what what the what it's like if a coach goes six and six twice in a row in this league. Um, what's this year mean for Sam Pittman? I mean, I, I think it's an important one, and I think he's taking steps this year. I think I think we've glossed over something that I think is really important. It's how big this year is for Sam Pittman coming off a year that had six regular season wins. Well, I think he probably feels personally challenged. You know, I think anyone in that position, when it didn't go the way you wanted it to go, you know, you challenge yourself again. I, I don't think there's doubt. I, I don't. I, I don't think that comes into play. Uh, but I do think you rechallenge yourself. You have to self-evaluate. You have to be able to do that. And you have to do it honestly. And I know that that's what they did. You know, you do it every day. But you know, you also do it perhaps in a greater sense when a season comes to an end because you've got a body of work from which to judge and um you know obviously there were some judgments made there but i'm i'm certain he feels challenged i don't think his legacy is worth as a coach is worth as a man i don't think that's on the line this year but i think he feels personally challenged he's a competitor and he wants to win yeah i mean no one, you know, we we don't get calls. I don't hear conversation. I don't. There's no discussion of the heat or the pressures on or the or the the hot seat. But you go you go six and six twice in a row. You head down a path. I think you want to avoid. I think that's I think that's what's important this year for Sam. Well, guys, we got to quit recycling coaches. We talked a little bit earlier about it, these teams that have moved into different conferences and haven't won the way they did in the old conferences. Every single one of them shuffled coaches as a result because their fans want to know why they weren't as good as they were before. And so they start firing guys. They bring in guys that aren't good. They sell the fan base on the fact that they might be. And then two or three years down the road, it's like, what in the world did we get ourselves into? And let's not act like we've not been through it. 
I mean, we've we, we've been right up there at the leader of the pack on that. Now we're out of those woods. We're out of those woods. But um, you know, they um, um, you, you 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 can't keep doing this. Yeah, it's not a recipe for success. You're not going to catch lightning in a bottle. We caught lightning in a bottle once, and he ran off the road in a motorcycle, and the whole thing went to hell. And we got to stop this. We've got to stop it. And I think we got the right guy. What do we always... And I think he's building this program from the ground up. It takes time and nobody's patient. But, and I, and I understand all that. But we got to stop talking about if a guy goes six and six or eight and four or seven and five or even five and seven, are we going to fire him? Because let's just be real blunt. We've not exactly set the world on fire when we've done that. We got a good coach. We need to let this thing run. Absolutely. And uh, um, let's 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 count up the wins and losses when we get to the end of the season. Well, you, you got a losing record in the Southeastern Conference since you joined. You haven't necessarily. You hit some coaches. You hadn't hit others. So it's not like. And again, you can't be scared to let someone go. And I'm not insinuating Sam's going to get low goal. You can't be scared to make a change if a chain needs to be made. Well, every time you go six and six, Ty, everybody thinks you're going to hire John Gruden. (laughs) And you're not. It's silly. This idea, and we're not the only ones. Schools all over the country do it. Yeah. They fire their coach, and they think the hottest name in the NFL is coming to coach for them. I mean, they do. Oh, we're six and six. We're five and seven. We fired a guy. But, yeah, he's going to leave his NFL job to come coach us. Are you insane? It's not going to happen. You're going to have a super agent out there, and we're going to see what we had. It happened to us. He's going to place his coaches, and depending upon where he views your program, that's the coach you're going to get. We ended up with one a few years back that was at the bottom of the pecking order. But we were certain. We were certain. We were certain that our fortunes were about to change. But you, the all of these schools, I, I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about all these schools that are about that same level. They think the answer is in firing and hiring. And what happens is they look up in 10 years, they're mired in debt, they're paying coaches that don't even work for them anymore, and their record's right about the same that it was 10 years ago. And you got to get out of that pattern. Not just us, everybody. I know the baseball departments go broke. <laughs> I know the yeah. baseball team is light years, nine day where the football program is. But what do we always come back to when it comes to the baseball program? Continuity, right? You go from Norton Bryan, fifty years yeah. to Dave Van Horn. Now those are two Hall of Famers. They've been there that long for a reason. Norm was there, but it seemed like a lifetime. And Dave's been there till he decides to hang it up at some point. But that's what we always talk about. Now you had you mentioned again track record in football wise when nut was here from 98 to 2007 you had two sec title appearances you should have been there in 98 but we all know what happened so you had a track record of success over the course of about a decade and there were some ups there were some downs we know but if you look across the board at most college football programs there it's going to happen at that point and i listen i hope we're not talking about this at the end of the year i hope this is a, a more comparable to 2021 than 2022 but i think it's a fair question to ask tommy as well 
Because, again... What's the question? What's the fair question? Well, well again, what happens if you have another 6-6 six and six season? What, what well, is that the my, I was driving at the fact that he seems to be operating with a sense of urgency. He's made yeah. changes. He wants After, he, he wants a difference. He's, he's not fighting one. for his job, no, guys. Not, he's fighting uh, to win ball games. I, I, I realize that. And, then again, the changes were made. This is a guy... And, I'll give Sam Pittman credit. He's been very... Some guys build up walls when they have a season that wasn't expected. Some guys' egos get in the way. Sam's been very candid. He's been very honest. Hey, we fixed this. We need to get better here. We need to get better here. And he's talked about that to this point. But I do think, again, if fan base would be disappointed in another back-to-back six regular win season. He talked about that at, at media days. How I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he felt like he disappointed not just the fan base, but the state. And they would be disappointed once again if they got to that point where it was just regular season six wins. I don't think there's any question about that. Well, that's a simple question. Of course they're going to be disappointed. I mean, of course they're going to be disappointed. But 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 if you're saying is it a fair question that I mean are you, are, are you implying if Arkansas goes six and six it's it's time to think about a change? No, what I'm saying is again if it come Tommy presented the idea of like the changes after the six and six season we saw that I don't know if there would be more changes coming potentially I'm not talking about Sam I'm talking about other stuff if that was to happen at this point again I don't want to have this conversation I hope we're sitting here in a couple months from now we're talking about potential double digit win season or another. Well, I'm not going to have the conversation period whenever it is because. I don't think that's the answer. I don't care if they go six. I don't care if they go four and eight. I don't think that's the answer. And I don't think they're going to, by the way. But but now this 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 idea that if you're disappointed, we got to fire somebody. Again, that's how programs. Uh, you don't make any progress. You don't make any progress. You just keep recycling. You keep recycling, and ten years down the road, you're right. You're right where you were before in terms of wins and losses. You're just paying people not to work for you anymore. Fantasy football season is here, and Buffalo Wild Wings is your headquarters for your draft party. Buffalo Wild Wings has draft kits that include a draft board and player stickers. You won't go hungry with this dine-in fantasy bundle for your draft party. Get 50 traditional wings, 50 boneless wings, two trays of party wedges, party-sized chips and salsa, and a party queso dip, all for only $150. Plan your fantasy football draft party and get more details at your Buffalo Wild Wings in Fort Smith, Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, and Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Beer. Wings. Football. It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Fall camp is underway as of this morning. Coach Bittman met with the staff and the team yesterday. And we're going to get a unique perspective coming up in about 15 minutes. Raleigh Williams, former Arkansas Razorback running back, played for Coach Enos and Coach Bittman to a certain extent in 2015. Guys, we'll get his perspective, what it's like to go through a fall camp with Coach Enos coming up. I'm looking forward to Aaron Raleigh. I'm glad he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. That was, uh, boy, I'll never forget that spring practice uh, where he went down and how scary that was. And uh, glad he's uh, glad he's going to be on. Looking forward to that. He is an agent now, guys. So he's well, good uh, for him. Life after football, man. So I'm excited to. Is he only... representing you now, Ty? 
Man, uh, yeah, Tommy, we got something to talk about after the show, man. We had a mean. Bro, you don't talk. You speak through your agent. That's a good point. Raleigh's. uh, Speak through your agent now. Raleigh's going to call you after the show, Tommy. There's some particulars that uh, that we're going to have to discuss in the the new contract coming up. Chuck, thanks for thanks for bringing. I was going to have that off air, but. Glad you brought that Chuck, on we'll here. We'll talk later about who's going to be doing the show with us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good fun working with you, Well, Chuck. hey, listen, the good thing is there's not a lot of great radio candidates here in Arkansas. There's a lot I can say in the next <laughs> 24 hours that's not uh, going to get me fired. You're, so. you're feeling safe, huh? Yeah, I feel safe. Okay. Well, what right. is it they always say? We'll be we'll be conducting a national search. Is yeah. uh, That's always the, yeah, the cliche. National search, my yeah. you-know-what. Uh, it is cool to see. Bobby Portis playing for Team USA. I've seen a couple highlights of him lately in that beautiful USA uniform. Now, the thing about this FIBA championship coming up, you got 12 guys that have never played at the senior level of the U.S. national team. Their average age is 25. Bobby, again, not that old. Their first game against New Zealand is on Saturday, August the 26th. It was cool to, of course, see Hagen Smith get to do that for baseball and now we get to see one of the best basketball players in the last decade or so suit up for Team USA, guys. Yeah, happy for Bobby. Happy for Bobby. Bobby has built a very good career. He's handled himself well. Uh, he's he's a full-fledged adult now and uh, couldn't be happier for him. Glad he's, glad he's getting that opportunity. Yeah. Greatest honor in any walk of life is to represent your country. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's... I don't know that any of us will ever have that opportunity, but but uh, it has to be a, a feeling of real accomplishment when you put that uniform on. Joe Klein got a chance to do that. We we caught up with him yesterday after the death of Charles Ballantyne on Wednesday, and uh, he made a straight-up point right off the bat. Tomorrow's not promised. He's exactly right. And, uh, again, reflecting on that, reflecting on Ryan Mount, I know it's been a tough couple weeks, couple months for, for Razorback Nation. And one of the things that, again, stood out in our conversation when it came to being an Arkansan and becoming a Razorback, some of the things that Charles taught him. Just so happy to be a Razorback and wanted to do well. He put the effort because he didn't want to let his family down or let the state down. You know, you see that and it rubs off on you and you become that as well. When these guys come in from out of state and they meet kids on campus that have grown up Razorback fans their entire life, guys, it's just kind of a cool process to watch play out and Bud Walton Bomb Walker and Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the the guys from in-state can talk about all of that with the players who are from out of state. Um, you know, I think the thing that you have to realize is that when these players go from out of state to a different place, I mean, first off, they're, they're moving a long way from home, but, you know, they're going to play ball, and they will adopt the traditions, and they'll do all the things that you know all the um all the kids from the in you know from in-state do some of them will as joe did they'll come and they'll understand and they'll buy in and they'll never leave um for others they'll come to play ball and then they'll go back to where they lived before and either way is okay um you know but but there is a different mindset when you come from a different place i'm sure Mm mm-hmm That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 Sparky. All right, so our friend Sean, the fence man, is still enjoying his uh, soiree vacation. You say he's in Hawaii, Tommy? I believe he went to Hawaii. Man. So uh, I think he was... 
he was traveling back, getting back late last night. So okay. that's assuming that uh, you know the airlines don't mess you up. So. Yeah. Well, so he'll be with us next week. Yeah. He'll be back yeah. with us. So let's go and get into this week's edition of Offense Man Friday. Fence Man Friday Picks. Call the Fence Man for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fence Man. We ain't afraid of no work. All right, let's start in Bush Stadium this weekend where the St. Louis Cardinals are hosting the Colorado Rockies. Chuck, you have a good feeling about this weekend? Hadn't even thought about it, to be honest with you. They've given up, so I've given up too. I have to pick one, I guess, so I'll pick St. Louis. I'll go St. Louis as well after that inspiring uh, inspiring take about the Cardinals. Tommy, what about you? Give me the Rockies. I think Chuck's right. They've quit. And looking at uh, a few of the highlights, looks like the fans have quit showing up too. Yeah, nobody's there. They dropped two or three to the Twins. Lost last night. Won the middle game. Lost last night. Cubby's hosting the Braves this weekend. I know we got a lot of Chicago and Atlanta fans. Tommy, you used to be an Atlanta fan. Did they get it done in Wrigley yes, this sir. weekend? Give me the Bravos. I'll take the Braves too, guys. I'm going with the Cubs. Cubs are hot right now. Playing well. Miami is going to Texas to take on the Rangers. It was on our television yesterday watching a little Ranger ball. I'm going to take Texas at home in Globe Life. And if you haven't been to Globe Life, by the way, if you get a chance to go, it's it's a phenomenal park. What do you think, guys? Rangers or Marlins? One of the few things you can do down there right now, not roast. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> give me the Rangers. You go to a ball game now uh, to cool off, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, down there, it's uh... – I'm sure they're glad they're inside. That other yeah. place held the heat really well. I'll uh, I'll give it that. I don't know. I'll hey, we're guessing. It's 162 game season. Um, I'll go with the Rangers. All right, we got a bonus one. The United States oh, w- women national team, of course, competing in the World Cup. They are in the knockout round against Sweden this Sunday in the round of 16 game. They have not played great to expectations to this point, but I have them winning and advancing. I don't know if it's called the Elite Eight in the World Cup, but I have them advancing past the Swedes this weekend, guys. I don't know anything about either one of the teams. I don't know if they're good. I I don't know. So, I'm going to pick us. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you asking if we're going to pick against the Americans? I'm not doing that. So, uh, no. Give me uh, give me the Americans, Ty. I've not kept up with it, so I, I, I will admit I'm just guessing. Chuck, I've done a little bit of watching some commentary, but I have not watched a second. I might watch this weekend. I'll tell you who watches it. It's Matt Jones. You talk about a guy that was a great football oh, I know. and basketball I know. player, but golly, that guy loves his soccer and golf. I mean, he can talk to you till you're blue in the face about soccer and golf, and it doesn't matter if it's women or men's soccer. He is he is. Oh, I know. He is a it. very knowledgeable soccer fan, and, and um, he knows what he's talking about when he talks about it. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine Matt at playing soccer, Tommy, at any point? I know I, he's fast. I enough. can imagine Matt Jones doing anything he wants to do <laughs> yeah, on a ball yeah, field. That's exactly you pick your right. sport, throw a ball out there, and he'll be good. He's at good it. to go. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can 
get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. We're going to get a great, unique perspective this morning from former Arkansas Razorback Raleigh Williams, who now joins us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. First and foremost, Raleigh, I appreciate you making some time for us. If you could, kind of take us back to fall camp with Coach Enos, Coach Pittman, and what was that was like a few short years ago. Uh, man, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was a lot of short years ago. Now it's starting to feel like time, but... Uh, Coach Pittman, he was a guy that recruited me um, before I committed to Arkansas. I um, heard nothing great things about him. Um, and so, when, you know, obviously Coach Eno joined and came on board. Um, I mean, I think it was a great combination um, with the way that you know, they hold their players accountable, um, but they also teach the game in a way that guys understand. Um, it's a special thing, and um, I think it showed in the field the year that they were there, uh, that they were, uh, there together. You mentioned being recruited by Coach Pittman. Raleigh, you went, you're went. you not too far from here. You're in Dallas, Bishop Lynch. You went to high school. A bunch of my buddies went to. What did he sell you on getting you to Fayetteville? Man, just the family environment. Um, and on top of that, man, just um, But just when, any, when anybody talks to Coach Pittman, uh, before he was even a head coach, you just know that he's genuine. Um, and you know that he's going to keep his word. Um, and that he's going to coach you hard. But he's going to also reward you hard when you do what you're supposed to do. Raleigh, it's good to hear your voice and catch up with you. Uh, catch us up on what you're doing. What, where is uh, life's journey taking you post-football? Man, uh, a lot of different places, man. I'm actually um, in, uh, going to the airport now, headed home. But uh, sports agent now, um, the co-head of uh, Milk and Honey Sports. Um, when we started, I started being an agent or started working with an agent about five years ago. Um, when we started Milk and Honey, we had 12 guys in the league. Um, right now we have 19 currently on team. Um, we have a baseball division uh, with Kyle Thousand heading it, and we have 15 baseball clients. Um, we're continuing to grow every day. So um, I'm lying a little bit of time, but just continuing to work hard and put the same uh, work ethic about putting the football into the uh, next game. Yeah, we don't get to talk to a lot of agents here on the uh, the morning rush. So uh, while we got you, I mean, NIL, how has that changed uh, the, the, the world from your perspective? And, um, you know, how has your job changed now that uh, name, image, likeness is, is just part of the game with college athletes? A ton. Um, it just starts the, the recruiting game a lot earlier than before. Um, you know, it's, it's now you hear stories about kids leaving high school with NIL agents and, you know, the horror stories of NIL agents, but also, you know, how these guys are able to help their families from 18 to, you know, before they become professionals. And I think that it's something that, you know, it's more good than bad, and I'm glad the guys have been able to benefit off the hard work they put in. Again, former Razorback Raleigh Williams with us on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Raleigh, do you represent any current or former Razorbacks? Yeah, I have uh, Cam Curl, uh, Scooter Harris, and Montague Brown, uh, also Mike Wood. Okay. Well, Cam had a – I mean, he's had – Great couple seasons for Washington thus far. I mean, they've compared him to an all-pro guy. Uh, how have you watched his development in the National Football League? It's been amazing to see. Um, you know, Cam is somebody that, if it wasn't for the COVID year, he probably would have gotten drafted a lot higher than he actually did. But 
Um, he's proven that he deserves to be in the position that he's in. Um, he's only getting better literally every single day that he gets on that football field. So I'm proud of Cam, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. You mentioned Coach Pittman recruiting you. I know Travis Swanson, Dan Skipper, guys that directly played for him were a big part of him taking the job. Were you also one of the former players that spoke on his behalf when Arkansas was going through the coaching search process and was looking for their next head coach? Yeah, so I was not a part of the letter, but I agree with everything that they said. Um, Coach Pittman, I've never seen anybody have anything really bad to say about him. If they have, I really don't believe it. He's been nothing but good to me. Um, even when I go back on campus now and, and go to the facility, he's always great to me. Um, so up to me and everybody around me, man. He's a, he's a genuine guy. When you see Rocket, when you see Raheem Sanders, what what, what comes to mind? And uh, when you watch him play, uh, you know what what are your thoughts as uh, as he's poised to maybe have another great thousand plus yard season? Had nearly fifteen hundred last year. Yeah, I mean he's special. Um, you know, I'm I'm a fan more than anything of Rocket. Um, from everything you see and hear about him, he's a special guy on and off the field, and um, I think he's one of the most talented running backs we've had in a really long time at the school. And I'm excited to see him continue his career. Yeah, and when you when you watch KJ, I mean, I always try to say, you know, yes, he's a quarterback, but he's a running back that takes the snap in a lot of ways. And um, what would it have been like? I mean, would you have liked to have played with a running by with a quarterback that ran it as much as KJ does? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love both of the Allen brothers, but uh, KJ's special as well, man. He's, he's somebody that can do it all. Something like you said, man, he's, he has the body and the build of a, a tight end, really. Um, but he also can make the tight window, uh, the tight throws. Um, yeah, really from everything you watch him play, he's a very smart football player, um, and he's a leader of that team, and you just can't ask him much more than what he brings to the team. Raleigh Williams with us here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, former Arkansas Razorback. So you're talking about Rocket, also some other guys around him. You got Rashad Debin, you got AJ Green. Raleigh, you played a lot of Alex Collins, who had a really good season. I know Jay Will got hurt. You were kind of thrust into things. Uh, take take us through what it's like to have kind of a two or three headed monster in the running back position like you guys did when you were playing. Yeah, you know I ain't stopping by. Um, and you know our coaches did a really good job helping us just compete against each other and not necessarily envy each other, but say you know if he gets a, if he breaks a twenty yard run, okay, now next time I get the ball, I want to go and take it to the house. Um, so when we have that kind of talent in the backfield, it does not feel make your offense better. I mean, of course, those guys to be better, but this competition in that room, especially at that position, is. It's really hard to be. Raleigh, you saw what Dan Enos did for Brandon Allen his senior year where he exploded the last seven or eight games. What can Coach Enos do for KJ in what we presume to be his final season as a Razorback? Yeah, he just simplifies the game for you. Um, he, he helps you understand why he calls the plays that he does, um, what he's looking for. Um, he also, especially when he has a quarterback, as smart as what I think KJ is, um, he lets them bounce ideas back and forth. Um, I think it makes a smoother game plan, and it helps say, hey, you know, we feel comfortable going into every game with these set of plays, um, and we'll continue to communicate when it happens, man. And it, it, it opens up the offense for guys because everybody's on the same page. Raleigh Williams with us here on the McClarty Daniel Highline. I want to circle back to something we talked about a minute ago, and that was, you know, now that you're an agent, you have a different role and a different perspective with NIL. There's a lot of conversation about Congress getting involved in reforms for NIL and the transfer portal. From your chair, uh, if you had a, si- a seat at the table for these changes, what what would you like to see different as a former player and now agent in the wor- in the the role of NIL and in the transfer portal in today's game? Yeah, like I said, I think it's definitely way more good than bad for these college athletes. Um, I think that 
things that could get better is just making it a more uniform rule across different uh, states and across different colleges. Um, you know, sometimes you go to a school and they're like, hey, you know, we can, they can use team colors and they can, you know, go and promote themselves as well as they need to. And there's other schools that's like, hey, we don't want the colors, we don't want the logo. Um, and it's just, you know, that's just the small detail things, but just a more uniform approach would help. But I definitely think that these guys are benefit more than they're, you know, getting hurt by it. As an agent who's representing the player, is, are you already seeing instances and cases where it feels like the school and the player are somewhat in competition for the client's money? I mean, I mean, there's only so much money to go around. I've always thought that would be one of the rubs is is the player dipping into the same pot the school's trying to live out of. Yeah, I mean, if that even is the case, I don't have a problem with it. You know, uh, the fans are going to see these players play. Um, the coaches are, you know, get keeping their jobs and, and getting promoted because they're successful the players as well. So I think that it's a win-win for everybody. Um, the same way that you know, you go to the league and your star quarterback gets paid the way he deserves. Um, I don't even think it's that level of college yet, but I'm glad to see these guys being able to, you know, support themselves and their families uh, based off their hard work and their ability to help these schools and universities out. Raleigh Williams with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Raleigh, I know you're going to be busy during the course of football season, but are you going to get a chance to make it back to Fayetteville for a game or two? I would love to. I try to make it as much as I can. Um, I'll definitely be at the Texas uh, A&M game. Uh, but just depending on my schedule, I'll definitely try to get together as much as I can in the season. Have you been back since they enclosed the north end zone and done the renovations yet? I'm not sure if I've been to a game in Fayetteville in a couple years, but I, I'm pretty sure I have um, maybe two years ago. But I definitely go during the, the school year or during the school week. Um, it's when I get a lot of work done out there, but um, I can't wait to go see it this year for sure. Raleigh, you mentioned the, the Dallas game when Texas A&M and Arkansas play in one of the last two remaining Southwest Classics. I wonder from your vantage point, because you have a good one, you're a Dallas kid, played at Bishop Lynch, right up the road from AT&T Stadium. D- does that game impact, does that game help Arkansas? It, 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 would it be smart to continue to play, not Texas A&M, but maybe a non-conference game every couple years to have still a foothold in Dallas, Texas? It doesn't hurt. Um, just because there's so much talent in the DFW area. Um, it's easy for guys to get the game um, and go and support Arkansas and see what we're about that way. Um, but, I mean, just from my personal experience, it's nothing like playing, you know, in uh, our home stadium in Fayetteville. So um, I think that it's definitely a plus um, on the end of recruiting, but it's also something that takes away a home game sometimes from, uh, you know, our, our, ourselves. So um, I think it's a win-win. Uh, I think, you know, if we could make it away games every year at that stadium, that'd be great. All right, we'll leave it there this morning. Raleigh, we really appreciate it again. I know you're at the airport right now. you got things to do here on a Friday, but we really appreciate you joining us on the McCarty Daniel Help Hotline, and we really hope to see you at some point in Fayetteville this fall. you got to make a game if your schedule allows, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, man. We'll pick. It's a good way to end it, Tommy. Right there, whoop pig. One of the, Chuck, one of the one of the great running backs that you got to uh, describe plays for uh, in your time in the booth. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's a terrific player and a good guy, and I'm glad things are going well for him now. Um, you know, it's interesting to hear. It's always interesting for me to hear what guys are doing after they leave, and you know how all this stuff about you know all the things they've gone through how it affects them as they you know build a life. And um, Raleigh's a good guy. Hope he does well. I thought his perspective uh, as an agent, I mean, we, we rarely get to talk to agents on this show, but being able to ask someone that's played and now represents players as an agent, um, I, I thought it was interesting. And, and to hear what he had to say about NIL and the reforms and things that need to happen that uh, you know everybody else seems to be talking about. 
Well, the one thing that I, as they, you know, work their way through all this, and obviously, you know, NIL and its, you know, final form may not be done, but I do hope they listen to the kids who played, um, the kids who played without it, um, and and not just the kids who are playing with it, but the kids who played without it, and have some idea um, about what the long-term effects of what you're doing really are. Um, not is it legal, not is it, you know, does it, does it help you win more games or things of that nature, but, I mean, does it, um, is it really a benefit? I think it is. I think they're on the right track. Um, but, you know, it's, um, there's still a lot to be done. Let's just yeah. put it that way. We, we asked him there about, you know, what reforms would you like to see as an agent and someone that represents players, and he brought an angle up that, I've heard very few people talk about when trying to levelize the playing fields, and that was the uses of the school's trademarks. You know, Arkansas is not a place where if an athlete goes out and makes a, an arrangement with a business, they can't use the school's trademarks when, when they desire the school colors. And um, in some places they can. I think LSU is one of those places where you they've got, got the liberties to do that. So I hadn't even thought about it from that perspective, how you may have an advantage as a school if you're willing to let the athlete use the logo more than others. Maybe. I, I, I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I hadn't really heard that perspective either. Um, name, image, and likeness is your name, your image, your likeness. I don't know that it's the school's. You know, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a fine line, and yeah. I'm not sure what the, you know, what the correct answer is there, though. But I know that name, image, and likeness was created for the individual to take advantage of their individual name, image, and likeness. Um, is it your name, image, and likeness solely when you add the school logo? I don't know the mm-hmm. answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, and he, he's an agent. It's his job to. Get the most. Well, I'm clients. sure he'd love for every single one of them to yeah. be wearing the logo. I, right. I don't, right. I don't, I don't have any doubt so, about that. But so. he's smart enough to know how the game's played there. But, but I never thought about it. Hey, that's an advantage at one place versus the other. And I, I don't know, know if it is. I don't know if it is. I, 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 I think the bottom line is how much, in some cases, is just how much they're putting in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Does it help the school having the logo out there? I don't know. I mean, your logo's everywhere anyway. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't think the if, schools want it. They don't want to be in if, competition if, with it. Well, if if I was involved in it, I, I I think that's my personal opinion. Just on the surface, would be that's maybe going a little bit too far. And that's what the time you hit the nail on the head. It's the competition mm-hmm. aspect of it. And it, it's really like a catch twenty two because again, you're promoting your football team, you're promoting the student athletes. But at the same time, it's not an easy like black and white answer. There's many different variables. There's many different paths that you have to to take on this. And I think there's a lot of position opinions that have been presented that again it's not hey this is the right answer because there's always that that rabbit hole that you can go off to and it's something on that note well tommy speaking of food we didn't get a chance to get into this yesterday it's national watermelon day i know cave city being the premier watermelon pit stop in the state you got some warren tomatoes a couple weeks ago right I'm up at the river this morning, and I'm only about an hour from Cave City. And you just—I might get in the car here after the show and just head over and find me one. Do it. Well, I was thinking about again in our state, in our great state that has several different great food options. What is the city that's most known for the product? I just said Cave City watermelons, Warren tomatoes. Maybe Hope. I think the president probably made Hope watermelons. I'd say Hope watermelons and. Tomatoes from uh, Warren. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'd say. Our man Andy Hodges found me two big boxes of, of Warren tomatoes a couple of weeks ago. 
Boys, I'm going to say that's the best tomatoes I've ever eaten. They were uh, – un- I don't know if y'all are tomato fans, but I love summer tomatoes, and that was uh, – I just go home and eat tomato sandwiches for dinner. It was awesome. Is that good? Oh, uh, loved them. Stuttgart, of course, has got the rice and the, the duck combo. I'd never heard this, doing some research. It's the world capital of spinach and Alma. Someone spinach that- capital of the world is Alma, Arkansas. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I was unaware of that. Popeye's plant. Down. You had Atkins Pickles for a yes. long, long time. Atkins, Atkins pickles. pickles for a long, long time. I had heard that. Now, when I think of food in the state, I go to Tawny Town. I think of fried chicken and spaghetti. It's that's the great- going on right now, yeah. the Grape Festival. Great. They had the big sp- uh, spaghetti supper started last night. Yeah, that's what I think of initially. I've been to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got Petty Jean Meats in Moralton. Uh, Cavenders, I think, is now located in Harrison. Has been for it, a long time. Yeah. Is Fort Smith or Clarksville or Fayetteville known for him? Is Johnson County like, Peaches. Okay. Johnson County Pe- yep, Peaches. Peach Festival. Uh, Fort Smith would probably be, from a food standpoint, um, you know, no one thinks about baby food, but Gerber. Yeah. You know, they make they make the baby foods there in Fort Smith. You had Famous Chili that's uh, still there, the Corcamas family. So that would be two that come to mind. Okay. So. I never heard of – I guess I need – next time I'm on my way back to Little Rock, Chuck, I guess I need to stock for Clarksville. We got a couple texts here on the McCarty-Daniel hotline saying it's the best peaches in, in the state. I guess We're showing the, them right now. Yeah, they say, they say it's, they're about to come in right now, aren't they? It's kind of a late this summer. It's about favor. the time. It's about yeah. the time. My dad loves peaches, man. He loves mm-hmm. peaches. So I think uh, Baylor Brad's going to get a present next time I run through Little Rock. I don't know when that'll be next, but going to have to get some peaches. It won't last. I mean, well, it's just a few weeks, isn't it, Chuck? They're pretty well done. Well, uh, I'm not sure what the peach crop's like this year, to be very yeah. honest with you. I don't know, but... Um, they got them right now. I know that. You can't give us a report on the peach futures. No, no, I can't give you a <laughs> how report they're selling in market prices or anything like that. What's the that? price per know. bushel? Come on, price per bushel, man. But um, <laughs> I know they're good. <laughs> do they sell them by the bushels? How do they? How do they sell the peaches? I think so. I'm gonna have to stop by Tawny Town here in Northwest Arkansas at the Grape. I have actually oh, never man. been to that. So I, I, I've had the fried chicken spaghetti combo, but I've never been to the actual festival. But uh, yeah, we'll get you out there and get you to stomping some grapes. We'll get you in the I'll do it, man. And I'll bacon. get some uh, some spaghetti and fried chicken courtesy Ooh. of ESP in Arkansas. Of course, I'll go. expense that. There you go. It's a hey. trip. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.